Welcome to my favorite podcast with Noah Marger. send money i'm so broke that it ain't funny now i don't need much is enough to get me through oh wow wow please don't worry because i'm all right i'm playing here at the bar tonight this time i'm gonna make our dreams come true oh wow 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 i love you more than anything in the world love your baby girl that was Baby Girl by Sugarland. Uh, I've been listening to that song a lot. <laughs> Way too much, <laughs> actually, to be quite fucking honest with you. Um, it's good. <laughs> it's good. I have something deeply disturbingly wrong with me where I just love that song, and I love songs that sound like that a lot. I'm listening to old Crow Medicine show uh, today as well on my walk. Yeah, I'm out there. I'm walking around, being a dumbass, tripping over shit, literally tripped. This woman was trying to walk on the other side of me, and I was trying to make room for her, and there was a little divot in the ground, and I just fucking put my foot right in that divot and almost rolled my ankle so that this woman could have a clear path. Fuck her. <laughs> Honest to God. I'm not putting my life on the line for the random women of West Hollywood, California. I don't live there, by the way. I, I don't live there. By the way, I don't live there. So don't. that's not information for anyone who might be um, dangerous who's listening to this. Who's listening to this. Hopefully no one's dangerous listening to this show. But I know you are. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of people who are listening to this show are the dangerous ones. Oh, boy. Welcome to my favorite podcast. This is the podcast about people's favorite things. I'm the host of the show, whether you like it or not. Definitely not. We're going. We're upgrading from probably not to definitely not. You definitely don't like that I'm the host of this show, but it's me anyway. It's Noah Marger. Hope everyone's doing all right. I'm getting my booster for COVID tomorrow. Drinking a lot of water. I guess I'm going to show you my water real quick. There's my water right there. Got a lot of good H2O flowing through me. And I've peed so much, and I, the water has nothing to do with it, but I've also been shitting so much. So, very cool for me. Uh, but I hopefully, by drinking all this water, it'll be okay. Because last time, when I got my first shot, it uh, sucked. Second shot, didn't suck as much, because I drank so much water the day before and the day of. But you gotta get that booster! So I'm doing it. Alright, let's introduce the guest. Enough of this stupid shit. My guest today... Really happy to have her here. Stand-up comedian based in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can catch her at Clouds Brewing Tap Room on November 12th and 18th, as well as at Mike's all across the Raleigh-Durham metropolitan area. I believe making her podcast debut. We'll find out here in just a sec. I did not ask. So happy to have her. Please welcome Anna Vincenti. Anna, what's up? Hi. I'm Hi. Paul. Remember that from Jimmy Neutron? Hi, I'm Paul. Great times. Great times. Yeah, I do remember that. 
thanks for asking. Thanks for asking me if I remember that, by the way. That's so nice. Is, is this your podcast debut? This is actually only my second podcast ever. Okay. So this is my... Sophomore almost. effort? Yes, exactly. What other podcasts were you on? Um, another fellow Chapman University grad, uh, Helen Uh-oh. Garcia. Um, she has a podcast called um, Who You Needed, and it's all about like kind of like reflecting on the present and like how you would have needed the person you are now, like in your past. Very wholesome, fantastic podcast. 12 uh, out of 10. Sounds, that sounds like a way better idea for a podcast than what, than what we're doing here today. That's crazy. I didn't even know she did one. I kind of know her a little bit. That's crazy. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Definitely check it out. But also, it's not better. It's different. We all out here needing different purposes for different podcasts. Yeah. Some people need, you know, important personal reflection about where they've been and where they've gone. And some people need me to talk about how I've been shitting and pissing a lot recently. <laughs> some people need that in their daily diet as well. That's Personally, fair, I'm invested in your health. I'm invested. Well, I'm getting the, I, le- I legitimately am getting the booster shot tomorrow. That's not some stupid bit I wrote. So that's for real. So I'm very jealous. Uh, shoot me up, baby. I'm ready. I feel like you could probably get it here coming up, maybe. I don't know. Up to you. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> I Please don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't, ultimately, I guess. Um, what's on your mind? How's Raleigh these days? Um, how's Raleigh these days? Um, it, colder, which is rude. It's the South. Like, what are you doing? You know what sure. I mean? Like, it's still warm in Florida at this time. I feel like that should still apply to North Carolina because it is the South, you know? Um, sure. Um, otherwise, you know, wholesome little place. The leaves are changing. It's my favorite time of year, actually, um, in North Carolina because, um, like incredible foliage, like one single tree can be like seven different colors and the dopamine that that provides me is phenomenal. Um, so yeah, otherwise cool little city, definitely not. Like, I could have never pictured myself living here two years in a row after living in Orange County, California and going to school, but, um, it was definitely a nice change of, um, pace and it's definitely a, a place that grows on you quite quickly. Grows like, like a beautiful flower or grows like a parasite? I'm going to go with a beautiful flower. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's what all the denizens of Raleigh Durham <laughs> really wanted to hear was grows like exactly. a flower and not some disgusting <laughs> mulchy mold that's happening underneath. Not a tofungus. fungus. Definitely a flower. Thank God. Well, North Carolina is something that we will definitely be talking about later, but just as a little preview, mm-hmm. I never think about North Carolina as the South. Truthfully, honest, hand to God, I don't think about it as the South. I never have. To me, it's whatever like Maryland and Delaware are. You know, like that mid-Atlantic region, I guess, is what that is like technically known as, but it really is the South. Like, did that shock you when you moved there? Like, did you, can like, were you prepared for that? I mean, I was definitely like, it's below Virginia to me. And if you're below Virginia, like it's the South because okay. colonies and slavery, um, if you have a slave history, it is the South. And so North Carolina, very big slave history, thus the South. Um, so I did know that going in and it's kind of, to be honest, all I knew about like North Carolina to me is like a Nebraska. Like how often do I talk about it? Never. You know, I don't, right. I don't think about it. Um, I had people tell me, Oh, that's where, what's his face? Nicholas Sparks bases a lot of his like romance novels out of because oh. the coast of North Carolina is supposed to be really beautiful, which it is. Can't confirm that it's beautiful. Um, but so yeah, I didn't know that going in that this would be the South. 
But I also knew that like the region I'm in in particular, what they call the triangle, which is like Raleigh, Durham and Chapel Hill, um, a few major universities down here. And so it is like the liberal bubble of North Carolina. Um, like if you look at our voting from the last election, it, we did go red. We're swing state. So we are typically a you know purple state. We did go red last election. But if you look at specifically like the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill counties, it was blue. Um, so I call it diet South, South light, whatever you want to call it. Um, because definitely this, you know, particular region, um, skews more to the left, but as soon as you exit the region and even in the region, like it is very obvious, like the history that's present here and right. Some of the, you know, the twang is also a thing, which honestly is so lovely. I thought I was going to absolutely hate it and it's actually adorable. Big fan. Have you noticed yourself? twanging it up yourself or are you mostly uh separate from that and you're just enjoying it as as a passerby um i will say so i've always said y'all like even in college because it's so convenient like i remember i was a senator in college r.i.p and um we had this training on like using inclusive language in like the senate um and they were like one word you can use is y'all gender neutral and i was like fucking perfect like such a quick word. Um, so I've always said that now when I say it, I do feel like I put an extra emphasis in there. (laughs) That's like slightly Southern, but I don't know. I've had people all the time, like both here in North Carolina, but also back in California, tell me I have some sort of accent when they find out I'm not from the States, even though I literally have no accent. I think I just have a very neutral American accent, or at least that's how I perceive it. But I also, I guess we all have accents. So no particular twang other than y'all, I would say. That's cool that you live. I love North Carolina so much from the places that I visited. I was in Charlotte yes, I'm so glad. In, in 2019, very briefly, uh-huh. like a day, maybe even less. Mm-hmm. I was like, this place fucking rocks, especially coming from South Carolina, which was where I truly was. And we rented a car. and I was like, fuck yeah. South Carolina, bro. Fuck that place. And Charlotte and I heard was amazing. You still didn't like it even the <laughs> second time, which we'll get to. We'll get to. Yes, that's true. It did not redeem itself the second time when I was there. I actually like did even less, to be totally honest with you. Oh shit! Yeah, I think that place is dog shit ass. <laughs> Just like straight like, up. To be fair, I remember when I moved here. One of the first things I asked people, I'm like, "Is there a rivalry between North and South Carolina?" Because I really wanted there to be. The short answer is like not really. However, I think we all agree that North Carolina is superior. Like it just is. Like <laughs> yeah, it just, just generally is. speaking. Yeah, I like mean, it just factually. Unless you're asking some fucking button up fucking wet blanket ass guy who lives in fucking Clemson or whatever it is, like what do you think? He's like, oh, I love South Carolina. South Carolina is so cool. So good. And it's just like, no, dude, you're just an asshole. <laughs> you're just an idiot. Sorry if that's crazy. Sorry if that's a crazy thing for me to say. I mean, hey, you could, your South Carolinian uh, demographic that watches or that listens to this can take it up with you uh, a different time. Maybe, or maybe they'll just be like, he's right. He's speaking truth to power right now. Maybe that's what they're thinking. They're like, thank God someone's finally giving South Carolina what they deserve. That's what I would say. Exactly. Thank God. Well, I'm going to ask you Noe's question. Can I ask you Noe's question? Is that is that allowed? A what question? Noe's question. No. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you need a refresher on who Noe is real quick, or, or do you got that one down? We out here. Yep, I got you. I got you. Okay. All right, let's do it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Noe's question. Anna, 
Noah. Noe. Noe. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. When you were on the road, or if you've ever been on the road, or just ever, any close calls with the bathroom? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Just literally, of course. I knew it. Noe, listen. <laughs> the first thought I had before I even embarked on the journey, when I was thinking to myself, like, okay, like, what do the logistics of this look like? My very first consideration was like, how can I be best prepared for an emergency roadside shit? Let's go. My biggest, my biggest fear is a drive from Santa Fe, New Mexico to Austin, Texas. And within those 11 hours, if you've got one emergency roadside shit and it is not clean, that is you, all you for yeah. the next 11 hours. Yeah. The power in a single wet wipe <laughs> in a single wet wipe. Yeah. Speak on that during an 11 hour drive is, is truly immense. So did you have to break out a single wet wipe then either? Like what happened here? Okay. So actually, to, to my, <laughs> listen, I don't know why I had such a little faith in myself. I was personally expecting like many an emergency roadside <laughs> shit. Jesus, <okay. laughs> All right. Don't ask me why, but I'm just like, because I feel like even though I have a, like a great time living life, like I think life is beautiful and I have a great time doing it. I do think that somebody out in the ether is out to spite me most of the time. And listen, I'm your gal, like rolling with the punches, like I'll do it, but I roll with a lot of punches. And so I thought that the universe would be like, listen, bitch, you're going to have to shit every other week on an 11 hour drive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It actually only happened twice. It only happened twice. And both at the very end of the trip. So the very first time was actually in, uh, Tennessee. I was, okay. uh, I was, what's it called? Uh, chasing waterfalls. I was like waterfall chasing or whatever, like okay. supposed to see seven in one day. Um, thankfully this was not even a long drive. I was only driving like, I don't know, two hours away to go start seeing the string of waterfalls. I am like, I am seven minutes from my destination. I am not far. That's so and, sad. <laughs> and my, so my sad. eyes, no, my eyes are looking at this goddamn GPS and the GPS says, you have seven minutes. My body says you have 30 seconds. And yep. I'm like, yep. fuck you. Yep. You could have waited this out seven more minutes. Anywho, I, this is going to sound ludicrous. I was so excited because I had been waiting all trip. I've been like, I've been like 13 <laughs> weeks on the road at this point, 13 yeah. weeks, no emergency roadside shit. And I was like, I've been prepared for this moment for months. And this is my moment to shine and prove yeah. to myself that I can have like, I, I apologize to the, I could have an explosive shit, like a, you know, like yeah, a not, yeah. a not cute moment yeah. and go about my day and have a wonderful day seeing seven waterfalls. And that's exactly what I fucking did. I pulled that shit over. Thankfully there was a tree. <laughs> not that it still doesn't stop. Like definitely seven people from still zooming past it and definitely seeing what was going on. Absolutely. Got behind that tree, had my wet wipes, bada bing, bada boom, paper, not paper bag, plastic bag. We out here. So you wanted this to happen <laughs> is, is what I'm picking up from you right now is that you, you absolutely designed this moment. Not to say that like it's going to happen on this day, but you wanted this to happen for some internal like benchmark for yourself. That's what I'm hearing. I, I, 
uh, like now that you put it that way absolutely i want to prove to myself that i could do it like successfully and then still have a fucking kick-ass day and that's exactly what i did because like the one of the purposes of this road trip as a whole right sure was to was to prove to myself like not really prove to myself to anything but just to see like how much power do i have as a human being and like how much of it is in my head like how much can i provide myself with my own confidence my own power to be able to overcome whatever because as you said, sure. mentioned earlier right like lots of highs also lots of lows on a solo road trip um how much can i overcome and this was just like a minor yet huge hurdle that i was just like i need to do this like i feel like it's a rite of passage to be like yeah i did that road trip and uh so yeah i designed for it to go beautifully and it did you yeah you lit you that is the like walking perfect platonic ideal of like I know I'm going to have to take just the worst shit of my life at some point when I'm not near a bathroom. Let's design this time so that it's as good as it can be. Because here's the truth of the matter, and maybe people don't realize this. In most situations, just go to a gas station. It might suck, but they'll always let you use the bathroom. So you are purposefully (laughs) building a box around yourself that says... I'm not doing that. I'm just going to shit outside instead. Well, that also there actually I tried. This was the second emergency roadside shit was an oh, emergency yes. roadside shit because the gas station, like whoever was in the bathroom before me was moving into the bathroom permanently. <laughs> like they were like, they were like, actually, I'm not exiting this single cell restroom. And I was like, cool, yeah. fuck. Um, However, I knew I would be on stretches of land where there were no gas stations for miles, like hours. And that happened a lot. Um, That happened to be one of them this time when I had. And again, sometimes like when your body says to you, the countdown starts now and it is 30 seconds, you do not have time to get yourself to a gas station. And that's also what I was preparing for. So, yeah. I am going to tell you the this story because I had an extremely close. Well, I had two extremely close calls, and this is not oh, yeah. a like this is not a pretty story either. So I'm going to tell you the most mm-hmm. abridged version of this story that I can, and it actually takes place in your state of North Carolina, partly. Hell yes, where? <laughs> so I don't think I've told you this before either. I think this is genuinely a new new piece of information for you. Mm-hmm. So, of course, when you're in Asheville, North Carolina, the like main attraction there is Biltmore Estate. Of course. Yes, absolutely. So I'm like, well, if I'm here, I'll spend the money and go see it. When am I ever going to be in Asheville ever again? Like, mm-hmm. never. Probably. Right. Hopefully soon, because that place rocks. It but does rock. Probably never. <laughs> like, let's, let's be real. So I'm like, if I'm here, I'm going. And it's this huge estate. I'm not giving you the abridged version of this. This is a long story. <sighs> I get in there. I park. And to get it at Biltmore Estate, you have to park far away from where Biltmore is. And they say mm-hmm. you can take, excuse me, you can take a trolley or like take like a tram or a bus basically from the parking lot to the building. And I was like, fuck that. I'm just going to walk. Like, I don't need to wait for that. I can just walk this out. So I walk. I get there. I see Biltmore Estate. And you know what, Mana? Just between you and me and all the listeners of this podcast, that place kind of overrated. I'm just going to say it. A little overrated. A little who cares, yes. <laughs> ultimately, at the end of the day. For this reason, I still haven't gone because I just, I'm from France. I've seen fucking castles. Like, get out of here yeah. with the fucking Biltmore. <laughs> Absolutely. No, 100%. And it's like, 
okay, this place sucks. I wouldn't want to live here. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Even if it was like, oh, that's impressive. It's like, fuck that. That place sucks. I'm not going to live there. I don't think that's cool. But they have a bunch of gardens and stuff like on the outside, as you know. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe I'll see some cool plants. You know, maybe I'll see some cool flowers. I I'm like not impressed by these gardens either. Where we're from, the Pacific Northwest, you can just walk outside into anyone's garden and see way cooler shit. As, yeah. you, as I'm sure you know. I, I completely forgot until you mentioned it that we're both 100% from the Pacific Northwest, and I love that. I love that. I yes, love that I for us. Yes. So, but they did say on the map, there's a waterfall, but you have to walk to this waterfall. And I'm like, the that's cool. On the property, somewhere, like, huh. you know, and I was I like, okay, okay, I'll go see the waterfall. That sounds cool. You don't get to see a waterfall every day. So I'm walking, and I'm like, hmm, kind of walking for a while. Don't really see a lot of signs. Feel like I'm not really going in the right direction. Then all of a sudden a sign pops up and it's like, this way to the waterfall. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, whoo, it's like 87 degrees and the most humid weather of all time. I'm sweating my, you know what, off. I'm walking a really far distance away from where I was. And I don't see how there can be a waterfall where I'm going, like at all. But I'm walking there. And I get to where I start to hear running water. And I'm like, oh, maybe there's a waterfall here after all. And I get to the end of the trail. There's a little bridge. And then there's like actually like a paved road on the other side of this bridge. And I'm like, where is this waterfall? Like I hear running water, but I don't see a waterfall anywhere. And Anna, that, fe that feeling that you were talking about when your body just decides that you have to take a shit, that's what happened <laughs> to me. And I am... More than a mile away from the actual grounds of Biltmore at this point because oh I because I ventured out to try and see this waterfall, right? And I just straight up enter panic mode and I'm like, okay, I just have to think about nothing. I have to go completely blank or I'm gonna shit my pants. This is so awful and bad, and it's 87 degrees and humid, and I am just literally Anna took my hand and put it up against my ass so that there wouldn't be shit coming out of my ass because I had to go to the bathroom so bad. So I'm... Oh, my God. So I'm very, like, purposefully and very deliberately taking each step back to the goddamn, ca you know, this castle, this fucking mm -hmm. estate or whatever, and it's getting really bad. I'm like, I don't think I can make it back to the bathroom, and it's I'm going uphill now as opposed to downhill. I feel like shit. I'm sweating. My back hurts, and I'm just like, I don't think I can do this. So... I was approaching this wall, and on the other side of this wall is where I knew civilization people would be, but past this wall, it's basically just me in the wilderness. So I had to make a very important decision. Am I going to sh take a shit on the property of <laughs> Baltimore States right oh now, <laughs> or am I going to try and hold it and possibly shit my pants around other people? This is truly a Sophie's <laughs> choice. There is truly no good situation in this moment. All so I comes no bueno. <laughs> really shitty, really bad. So I decided. No well, yeah. Well, yeah. That's so I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I guess I'm gonna take a shit on the property of Biltmore State because I have to go <laughs> so bad. And so I go into this little corner area where I don't think anyone can see me. And I look to my left and I look to my right and I'm like, am I really about to do this? Like, is this really, am I about to do this? And I unbutton my pants and I, I see out of the corner of my eye through this small clearing, 
three trucks drive by that just say Biltmore on the side. And I went through the whole mental process in my head. Someone sees me <laughs> taking a shit on the property of Biltmore, comes up to me, sees my small penis hanging out as well, <laughs> and says to me, sir, what are you doing here? And I don't have the mental faculties to say, I'm sorry, I just had to take a, sh- take a shit. And I couldn't wait to go to the bathroom. I don't have the mental faculties to go through with that in my mind. I played that whole situation out. Uh-huh. So I button up back up and I'm like, all right, you've accepted your fate. You might shit your pants. You might do it. So I very quickly and hurriedly go through this little like over this wall. I see a woman wearing a name tag and I go up to her. Cause I'm like, she must work here. Very look, I look disgusting. I look the worst like a human being could possibly look. And I say, Excuse me, where is the bathroom? <laughs> Just like so panicked. And she goes, Oh, well, there's one right through that building right there. And it's like this greenhouse conservancy or whatever. And I said, Thank you. And I start to walk away. And she goes, But there's a wedding going on in there right now. So you actually can't walk through the building. And I got so mad i just got so mad in this moment i was like are you telling me that i can't go to the bathroom over there just like freaking out at this woman and she just looked at me and went sir calm down all you have to do is walk around the building instead of going through the building i said thank you and i walked as fast as i could to this bathroom and anna as you know this place is so ornate this place is so like american royalty this is the worst possible bathroom that I could have been in in this entire place. There is a thin layer of water on the floor. There are two men just like partially naked in the bathroom, like changing, like getting like out of certain clothes into other clothes. And I just was like, I don't care. I just have to go take a shit right now. It's coming out. I have to get into a stall. <laughs> and so I go into the smallest possible stall. There's water. Literally, my shorts are soaking wet when they hit the ground. They're just in this puddle of water. And I'm shitting. And I didn't shit my pants. And I was so glad that I didn't shit my pants. <laughs> but I didn't care about any of this. And it's too small for me. And so I'm like hunched over. My back hurts. I'm sweating through my shirt. I'm sweating through my shorts. I'm shitting. It's not good. Like I don't feel relief in this <laughs> moment. I should, but I don't feel relief in this moment. Oh my God. So I clean up the best I can. And I still have about three quarters of a mile back to where the tram is. And I am depleted. I have no life force left in my body. So people are coming down these stairs, having the best time of their life. Just, oh my God, this place is so beautiful. What a piece of history. Oh my God. And me, this 24-year-old slovenly disgusting piece of shit man (laughs) is clinging onto the side railings being like, okay, just a little bit more. (laughs) Just like talking my way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Excuse me up these stairs and I finally get back to the tram and I say, excuse me, can you take me to parking lot A? She said, no, (laughs) we only go to parking lot B. And I said, yeah, this woman pissed me off. So I said, can you take me to park? Can I at least walk to parking lot A? She said, yeah. So I said, great. So I get on this tram. I'm just the biggest wreck in the entire world. Sit next to this dude. Everyone gets off the bus. I walk up to her and say, how do I get to parking lot A from here? 
And she says, oh, it's actually really easy. All you have to do is walk up that giant hill over there to get to parking lot A and you'll be fine. So I made my way up this hill. I get in my car. My water bottle, this very same water bottle, luckily was in the car. And it was about 100,000 degrees warm. So I was like, this tastes like fucking dog water. This tastes like shit. (laughs) So didn't shit my pants. (laughs) Ultimately. Moral of the story. Yeah. Sorry that you had to sit through that. But that's maybe the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. I thoroughly enjoyed that for multiple reasons. One, because it's fucking hilarious. I, f- I felt so seen. You know what I mean? Like, I, at, <laughs> although I have had the emergency roadside shit, I've also had the, like, come close call where, like, thankfully it works out. But the process up until it works out is, like, the worst experience ever. And I I see you. I see Thank you for God. where you're at. And I'm so glad. And I've also, like, love that you shat in, like, probably the most disgusting bathroom in the most beautiful building of North Carolina. Like, that yes. is just so fitting with the mood of the situation. Yes. And what did you believe me if I told you there's an epilogue to this story? Oh. Actually, <laughs> honestly, at first, no. Now, absolutely, I believe it. I'm going to give you the actually condensed version of this. Because mm-hmm. I know we have so much to talk about. <laughs> That's not this. But I was driving to South Carolina. I was driving to Charleston. First of all, fuck Charleston. That's number one. Number two, no pun intended, again. Number two, I stop, <laughs> <laughs> I stop in Columbia, South Carolina, mm-hmm. to take some photos of some art that's there. And it's, again, 90 degrees. The humidity is the worst of the entire fucking summer. And again, that same thing that happens in your body where it's like, you got, you got five minutes, bro. You got five minutes to figure this out, and then you're going to shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. This is happening to me for the second day in a row again. That's so awesome. So I hurriedly walk into a JW Marriott hotel in the downtown Columbia, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, this is great. I, this will be so much cleaner and so much better than anything that could have happened in North Carolina. And guess what? You can't actually use the lobby bathroom because it's key card access only. And the lobby is so big that I legitimately yelled, fuck this, out loud. And it just reverberated throughout the lobby of this hotel. And so I'm like, okay, I got to find a bathroom. I got two minutes. The timer's tick, 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 maybe 90 seconds. Tick, tick, tick. So next door, there's a place called East Bay Deli, which I don't think is a region, like a, like a national chain. I think it's like a regional chain in like mm-hmm. South Carolina or whatever. It's like a subway. So I go in there and I go to the bathroom and I go for the bathroom door. And it's, of course, keypad locked because I'm, yeah. you know, who, who just, who can make it easy to go to the bathroom in this world? Nobody. And so I asked the woman, please let me use the bathroom. And she says, <laughs> customers only, sir. <laughs> and I say, fine. So I reach into the, fr- like the fridge that's right there and just grab whatever the drink, first drink is. It doesn't matter to me. It's a Diet Pepsi. And I pop it down right there. And I say, that'll be it. (laughs) That'll be it. That'll that'll do it. She goes, okay, paying by cash or card. And I go, here's my card. And so she inserts my card into the card, into the, you know, credit card reader or whatever. And the receipt is just slowly cranking out. And I go, can I have the code to the bathroom, please? And she just looked at me and said, it'll be at the bottom of your receipt. (laughs) I'm just like, you're such a bitch. You're such a bitch. This is so not cool. So I get the receipt. I just fling that door open. <laughs> I sit down, and once again, 
I have avoided shitting my pants. <laughs> but, Anna, in the fugue state that I was in, mm-hmm. trying to get into this bathroom, I didn't lock the door. No. <laughs> Did not lock the door to this bathroom. Single use, single person use bathroom. So, not thinking at all, I stand up, walk over, and close, lock the door. And I turn back around, and there is shit on the floor, and <laughs> there is shit inside my pants. Because it had just gotten in there. And I, I'm not mad. I'm not even mad. I'm just so drained. I'm just so numb to everything. So I just took a sigh, sat back down, finished my business, and cleaned everything as best I could. And as I was walking out, I get a FaceTime from my friend and friend of this show, Dustin Titcomb, and I answer it, and he's like, Dude, I'm on top of a mountain right now. Isn't that cool that I can call you on FaceTime? And I was like, I just shit my pants, dude. I got to call you back. <laughs> I can just hung <laughs> up on that motherfucker. So didn't shit my pants, but did get shit in my pants. That hurts. That hurts a lot. Like you, li- like you literally made it. Like you waited for that fucking receipt. You made it, but then also you definitely didn't make it. You know no, what I mean? I absolutely um, failed. I like it was like I won the race, and then they were like, "By the way, can you run the last quarter mile again?" And then I lost the race because they right. made me run the last quarter mile again. Yeah, that uh, the viewers or the listeners couldn't uh, see it. My f- jaw dropped the whole story. Actually, I also recently I used a porta potty in the mountains two weekends ago. Didn't lock the door because I'm a fucking moron. Yep. Definitely had two older men open the door as I'm full pants. It's also in a sports bra, right? So I'm practically naked when they open the door. Hell yeah. Um, and I just smiled. <laughs> just <Yeah>. like, <laughs> what can you do? What can you do in that situation? Right. Other than just like, say, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Let's share this space. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about road trips <laughs> today. Uh, Are we now introducing this theme? Oh, my God. <laughs> we're now introducing the theme. We're talking about road trips today. This is week two of November. Anna, I asked you to do this episode with me. A, because you're a funny person and I wanted you to come on the show. And B, because you're one of the only other people I know who's done something similar to what I did this last summer. And I wanted to have a chance to talk about it. Talk about why it was so cool. So that's why we're having you here. So welcome to the show. (laughs) 30 minutes in, welcome to the show. Congrats on being here. Um... What is your brief history with traveling, just as a whole? Because I know that you are originally not from the United States, so there's at least some traveling that's been done in your life. But briefly, what is your history with traveling growing up? Gotcha. Um, Numero uno, like a big umbrella word to describe my traveling history my whole life, I would say is extensive. Um, I've had the huge, the immense privilege. No, I'm serious. It's like in like the least cocky yet also obviously most cocky way possible. I've had the privilege of having an extensive travel opportunity my whole life for one, not originally from the States. So coming in here already traveling. Yes. (laughs) Um, also Europe, as you know, many countries all next to each other, open borders. Well, pre COVID. Um, so lots of traveling, traveling even prior to arriving to the States. 
Um, and then as soon as we got to the States, you know, my parents wanted us to discover, right. We were the first ever in our family to like live in the States. Um, so, um, yeah, pretty cool. And so they wanted to explore, right. And then every year they would pick like a new national park or a new, like big thing to see in America. So we did Yellowstone, we did Grand Canyon. Um, Oh my God. Blanking on other national parks we've done, but yeah, um, that's kind of where it started. And at every, every summer, my brother and I, um, we, we started like flying alone on planes when I was seven years old. That was my, oh, my wow. first summer back going back. Yeah. My first summer going back to France, which means my brother was five. Um, we did our school year in America every summer because my parents worked full time. They shipped us back to France to, you know, so the grandmothers could take care of us. Um, and we always flew alone because my parents were working. Right. Um, so I've been flying alone since I was seven. Um, and then of course, every opportunity my parents, you know, had to take us international, they would. So I know in my favorite trip of all time in fifth grade, um, my mom had a huge conference in South Africa and she was like, I'm bringing my family. And we were like, yeah. Wow. Um, and it at like such an incredible trip, um, on, you know, so for so many different reasons. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's truly been like just my whole life. And then also I've moved like so many times I moved from Paris when I was seven to Orlando. And then when I was 13 to Washington and what then when I was jump 18 from Paris to Orlando, what a fucking, in, what a just, you literally got to see America in its truest form moving to Orlando. The, right. Like it, I literally, I told this joke, it was a new joke. It's not good. But, um, <laughs> at a stand up last night, it's like, you know, my parents immigrated to the United States to live there, American dream, and we moved from, you know, fashion capital of the world, Paris, France, to Orlando, Florida. Yeah, gross. Like, why? Like, where is the upgrade from, like, Paris Fashion Week to, like, cannibalism? I don't see it. Like, draw the line for me. The up, um, the up, the up, the upgrade is that you got to be in America, quote unquote. That That's the upgrade. It. Yeah. Right. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, beautiful time in Orlando. Like, as went to private Jewish school, made a lot of Jewish friends, figured out my Jewish identity, like that, like zero complaints. My parents worked, my dad worked for Universal at the time. So we went to theme parks Amazing, all the time. Um, but yeah, so long story short, lots of traveling. I also studied abroad twice. Um, once very briefly in Japan for a program with my middle school and then oh, wow. in Spain when I was in college. Um, big, big travel gal, many countries. Not going to say that you and I have opposite travel histories but your travel history kicks mine's ass like just up and down hollywood boulevard so to speak uh, oh my god it's like, big boulevard it's it we're, it's you're kicking my ass a lot <laughs> i'll just say that you need all that space um i have never been outside the united states period so wow <laughs> and prior to this trip that i took that we're gonna get into you know mm-hmm. soon i think i'd only been i'd never been to the midwest I'd never been to the South. Mm-hmm. I had been to New York, briefly Newark, New Jersey, to get out of New York to fly back. Right. Uh, I had been to South Carolina, and I had been to up and down the West Coast. Seattle, we have mm-hmm. you know parent or family in the suburb mm-hmm. of Seattle, family in the Bay Area, and then family in like the LA area, but more specifically like the desert, like yeah, La Quinta sure. and like Palm Desert and stuff. So that's not really LA. So I'd been up and yeah. down the West Coast a little bit to South Carolina and then like the Northeast. And that had been it. Never been to Canada, never been to Europe, never been anywhere outside the U S. And that is part of the reason why I was so interested in doing this trip. 
yeah. was a I just gotten vaxxed. I knew that I was going to go back to L.A. L.A., you might think, oh, center of culture. You'd be wrong. <laughs> you would be dead wrong. Weirdly, didn't think that. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe some, people, maybe some people out there are like, oh, Bright Lights, Big City. And you're like, well, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Facade. Um, facade, exactly. Nothing underneath that you know, shiny little light bulb that you got there. And I was like, before I do that, it would be so awesome to do this. But how mm-hmm. am I going to do this? Well, you might be asking yourself, how did you do this? Great question. I'll answer that question now. Uh, in August of last year, 2020, my grandparents said to me, if there's anything you want to do during this time, I had moved back to Portland to, during the pandemic, I'd lost mm-hmm. jobs and there was not a lot of film stuff going on anyway during that time. And I'd moved back to Portland. And they're like, is there anything you want to do right now? Let us know. We might be able to help you out. And I'm like, that is a very nice offer. Obviously, I'm going to take you up on that at some point. What can I do in August of 2020? No yeah. idea. There's nothing. There's nothing going on uh, except for a global pandemic. And that's the only thing that's going on. It's still going on. And so I waited and waited and waited. And I realized, oh, maybe they would be willing to help sponsor this trip because that's something mm-hmm. I want to do. And I'm going to probably do regardless. Just would be awesome if I could get a little support from them. Yeah. So I pitched them the whole trip, and I was like, here's what you get if you help me finance this trip. You get a grandson going across the country, doing all this fun shit. Shitting his pants in the most established <laughs> of established estates. Yes, I told them, I'm going to shit my pants <laughs> in the Carolinas <laughs> if you sponsor this trip. It will have to happen in the Carolinas because you're going to sponsor Only. this trip. Exactly. Only. This is a one-time exclusive offer. And they were very generous, and they said, we would love to help you, you know, do this trip. So I was able to get some support from them financially, which mm-hmm. was amazing. That's was awesome. Able, That's incredible, reason, yeah. Yeah, it was the reason I was able to do the trip, ultimately. So yeah. I have to, and I guess be, the reason why I want to do this trip is because we'd been inside for so long. And I was like, before I go back to L.A. and have to kick it into high gear again, why not do something that is, like, the most liberating possible experience after feeling like I had just been had a year and change sucked away from me, more or less, in terms of experiences. There were a Mm -hmm. lot of other reasons as well. I think that building confidence reason that you were talking about earlier as well, something I didn't appreciate until after the fact, but I was like, man, that was probably the most confident and like happy I had ever been on this trip. Did you, A, feel similarly, and B, what were your reasonings for wanting to do this trip, your version of the trip, in the first place? Yeah. I love that you said that like you had never felt like it was a feeling of confidence and happiness that you hadn't felt before. I feel absolutely the same. Would not say it any differently. Um, I was so happy the whole time. There's literally like two days, if not like one whole week of that entire trip. And I was on the road, like multiple months that I was not happy. And it wasn't because of the trip. It was just like there's personal external reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also I didn't realize that your um, grandparents like helped you sponsor. the. That's fantastic. Like, I love that. And I'm glad that you got to do it and that you would, I mean, you would have done it regardless, but like, that's, such a great reason to go. Absolutely. Um, as far as my reasons for going. So I, I moved to North Carolina like three months before the pandemic um, because I was asked to move for my current job. And so I moved and like after three months was when I was finally ready to like start building a community in North Carolina. Right. Cause like when I first got here first, like it was right before the holidays. So I was doing a lot of traveling to go back home for holidays sure. and whatnot. Then I traveled with my team, which took me away from, you know, being in North Carolina for some time. And also there's like moving in, building your shit, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the whole getting deal. a groove and whatnot. 
literally like a week before the pandemic, I had signed up to take a semester's worth of dance classes. And I was so pumped. I was like, yeah, I'm going to meet people. I'm going to dance again. Like super exciting. Literally the day before class is supposed to start pandemic. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Right. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, anyway, so long story short, I, ne- I did never got to build that community in um, North Carolina. And for, you know, just like as, as it did for everybody else, it felt incredibly isolating. Like everyone that I knew, everyone that I loved, I could not see. And at that point, I was even afraid of flying home because like we didn't know yet, you know, like, Absolutely. am I going to kill my parents if I fly home? Um, right. And so then, you know, the mandates came from my job, right? Like, hey, even though you moved out here for this job, we're mandatory work from home for the foreseeable future. Um, and I was like, you know, like you said, stuck, right? Like getting yeah. all these experience sucked out of my life like everybody else for however much time and i was like i have the privilege of having this like incredible job that is financially stable that you know for the most part i enjoy i don't have to do it here because they literally said that we're not going back into the office for the foreseeable future i might as well see beautiful things yes and like find sources of inspiration um, in places I've never seen before. Cause like what I was doing in North Carolina was just like going on like hiking trips, like on the weekends or, um, like even going like after work and stuff. And I loved it. Like spending time in nature for like, for a lot of us became like, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the word? I don't know. Like safe haven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I loved it. And actually the Pacific Northwest is where like my nature gal, uh, first grew. Absolutely. Um, Cause you, I don't know if you specifically said, but after Orlando, you moved to the Seattle area, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so that's, that's another, that's when I discovered like that the earth had things <laughs> other yeah. than Disney, which I man made. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I guess and actually the earth can be a beautiful place if you let it just exist. If you let it just like be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, um, anyway, and that's why I decided to do it. And I, I was wondering like, oh, like I'm sure I have other friends, you know, that, are permanently work from home that might want to do this with me. Um, and a lot of the responses I got were like, I'm not ready or not financially stable enough or like schedules might not work out. And ultimately it was like, cool, I ain't got time to wait. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. Um, and I just, I knew like, I don't know what it was. And I'm, maybe you came to this point as well, but as soon as I got that idea in my head, I'd never, I had it in there for months and I never let it go. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Don't know when it's going to happen, but I'll, yeah. f- and it ultimately is like my lease ended in North Carolina. I didn't renew, put my shit in a storage unit, went back to California, shipped out my car. And that's when I started. Wait, wait, wait. You actually shipped all your shit out to California? No, 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 no. I put all of my like belongings. I, I kept in North Carolina in a storage unit, but then I took like the necessities for my road trip. I put that in my car um, had the car shipped to meet me at the Grand Canyon, which was where I actually started my road trip. Oh, um, you st- you yeah. didn't start from North Carolina. Oh, I didn't no. realize that. Gotcha. I only drove one way across the country because I was like, I'm not, I didn't want to do both. Also, my car, by the way, is 21 years old. I had a 2000 Honda CRV with like almost 200,000 miles on it. So I was like, I like, she's not making it across the country twice. Her name is Nance, by the way. I literally just had to give her up two months ago, and I did cry. Um, <laughs> Sorry to hear that. It's fucking, it's it, fucking a, a tragedy in every sense. Oh, an absolute tragedy after she, like, we went through some shit together, literally and figuratively. Yeah, so that was the reason, just wanting to, like, not feel stuck, um, see where I had, like, power to make decisions for myself. And I knew I had this opportunity unlike uh, like any other right like i would Absolutely. i was able to fund this myself while i continued to work and i was like hell yeah i mean and yeah. it's not like anything was holding me in north carolina 
Um, and what a, what a more perfect time, right. To like, just be out in nature because that was all that was safe. Cause I was not vaccinated when I started the road trip, I ended up being able to get vaccinated in Texas, but I didn't start this road trip vaccinated, but that's okay. Cause the first half of my road trip was spent like almost entirely out in bumfuck nowhere. So sorry, Hell listeners. Yeah. It's a lot of swear words. <laughs> the listeners of the show love it. They love that you're swearing right now. They think yeah. it's awesome. They're like, oh my god! She's gonna say, cr- she's gonna say crap. It's gonna blow my mind. She's gonna say, crap. <laughs> she's gonna say that. What a crappy time I just had! And they're gonna fucking blow their top. They're gonna jizz in their pants. It's kind of cool. Um, what advice would you give to someone planning a trip of similar magnitude? I like this question because I remember like it was asked to me after I finished, and I was like, I don't fucking know how to answer this question. Um, the first thing that I'll say is to stop asking yourself so many questions about it. Like people would message me all the time on my road trip. Like, how are you working like on the road? It literally the same way that I would if I wasn't <laughs> right. I sit yes. down, I open the laptop. I do the meeting. Do I have to have Wi-Fi connection? Yes. Did I get a hotspot just in case? Yes. But like people ask, people ask themselves so many questions out of fear to place barriers in front of them so that they don't do it because not doing it is less scary. Totally. Um, so yeah, my number one thing is stop asking questions and just you literally like everything you do on a road trip are things that you would literally do otherwise. Yes. Like I drove 100%. many hours. I do that regardless. I went hiking. I do that regardless. I eat food. Also, do, you know what I mean? Like yeah. these are all you, things you do. In- yes. And you can go to a Walmart or to a Target wherever you're at too. If you're like, fuck, I forgot this power cord or fuck, I forgot, you know, a scarf, I guess, or whatever. Just get right. one. You can just go out and get one. They have this shit in other yes. places, you know? Like, unless it's like things that are difficult to replace, such as like meds, your IDs, like that stuff. Totally. Anything, otherwise anything's replaceable. Even if your car breaks down, like I, I had the you know privilege of knowing I have a secure enough savings account. Like if my car, if I have to replace my car, would it suck? Yeah. Could I physically do it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even if I couldn't, let's say I wasn't in that financial situation, like, we are humans and we're literally built to survive some way or another. I would find the way to replace the car if I had to. Or just um, get back to a safer place. Like ultimately like you could right. fucking, you know, if you had to, you could ship all your shit back to like a, you know, yeah. like a UPS or whatever, and then just fly from wherever you're at back to, you know, wherever. So right. you're right. There's ways to do it. It's maybe difficult or maybe things you didn't think about, but you can do it. Is it you, scary right. at times? Yes, but you can do it. It is possible. Right. So, so yeah, I would say that's like the number one piece of advice. Stop asking questions. Just fucking do, like you, you literally have all the life skills to do it. So just do it. And then, you know, another thing I would say is, um, no, that's it. Like you're, you're, you're literally your own barrier. It's, it, it's not even as scary as people think it is. Like, again, you're just living normal life. It just happens to be in an unfamiliar location. But like you said, everywhere has a Walmart. If you, and if you feel like you need like a sense of home, a blog that I read before leaving. Right. Cause I was like, okay, maybe I should do some research because I'm like trying to preach this whole, like, don't ask questions thing. But I did do some research. I read some blogs and someone's like one of their pieces of advice was like, there will be inevitably at some point on your road trip, even if you're having the best time, which I did moments where you feel lonely or, yes. you know, whatever those negative emotions are, have a piece of home with you, whatever that looks like for you. So, so that you can feel some sense of groundedness while you're like, you know, not a nomad. And so what I had actually, you know what? I didn't even bring my stuffed animal. That's fucked up. I can't believe I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I had, there's the, 
God bless Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's gets a lot of like international produce. Okay. There's these little um, like French rolls that I would eat as a kid for snack or sometimes for breakfast. Would have a pack of those with me because they make Amazing. me happy. They taste fucking fantastic. They taste like fucking childhood. If I'm not having a good day, I'm gonna eat those. Um, yes. And there's just other like small items that I was like, if I need to just have this, I'll have it. Um, and that was really, that was really good. What that. about you? What other advice do you have? Um, Am I allowed to ask you questions? Yes. <laughs> you, okay. Yes, but I don't got, because it's my show, I don't got a fucking answer. <laughs> you can ask me whatever you want, but I might not answer that's the question. That's true, that's true. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the boss here. I'm kind of the boss. Oh, yeah. good to know. Yeah, kind of the boss. Uh, it's kind of my show, so. Uh, I would, the only other thing I would say is if you're going to do, spend your time researching anything, research what's considered a safe place to go in the place that you're going to go and what's considered a not safe place in a place that you might Mm -hmm. be considered going. And I would just say this, this is what helped me. Maybe this doesn't work for everybody. Make a list of the places you want to eat and the things you want to do and the things in which you might in the in the way in which you might do them because if that doesn't happen at least you can always refer back to your list mm-hmm. and say this didn't work out the way i thought it would because that's going to happen things are just not going to work out the way you want them to yes. things are going to be closed yeah. there's going to be unexpected things you're going to get stalled on i-80 you know for two hours and you're gonna miss a certain like time check-in or whatever maybe that'll happen to you i don't know mm-hmm. um so do a little bit of research about those things because then when you're actually in the place it gives you i think more latitude and more freedom to have a better experience instead of being like yes oh fuck well what am i gonna do now and you're gonna spend an hour trying to figure that out do that before you Absolutely. get there you know what i mean I super agree. And actually what I'll say about that is like people would ask me like, how did you plan this? Like, did you know your route the whole time? Absolutely not. Like some people can plan that way. I'm not one of those people. I'm very much, I can only see so far ahead. So sometimes it was just a week before. Sometimes it was a couple days before. Like I didn't have to know where I was going to be two weeks from then. Totally. Although it would be helpful, especially for like booking Airbnb purposes, like the farther out in advance you could book, definitely the more helpful that is. Um, but I agree, like to be prepared to have an idea of the things that you want to see when you get to that destination and also to be to to be OK with your expectations not being met because you missed a time or because whatever. Like that was something I know I was working on with myself. I get so excited about like visiting sure. things or doing the things that I want to do that when they don't happen, I get like unreasonably upset. Sure. Yes, I get. Yeah. And I'm just like I was like, I'd be like, fuck, like I. Like I would just get so mad and just so like upset that I didn't get to do that thing. And actually one of like my, the weekends I was most excited for on my road trip, I was supposed to be, um, uh, to climb the top of Guadalupe mountain in Texas. It's the highest peak in Texas Oh shit! Um, as well as see the, um, Carlsbad caverns in, um, New Mexico. Uh, I literally got to see neither. And Damn. I had dro- driven out like eight hours specifically to do both of those things that weekend. The, I happened to be at the Carlsbad Caverns on a spring break of, for New Mexico, which I didn't know. So it was packed with schools. Every, and Damn. you couldn't buy tickets in advance. It was like first come, first serve. I had no clue. So I didn't get to see them. And then the next day for Guadalupe Mountain, I was going to do this fat hike all by myself. Insane like elevation gain. I was really excited because I had been hiking so much. It had gotten really good. Sure. And I get there and the rangers are like, 
there are 100 mile per hour winds at the peak. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like you, you cannot go. And I was like, okay, like who would, who could go today? Like if someone were going to do this hike, who could it be? And they're like, are you hiking alone? And I was like, yeah, they're like, then not you. Like wow. 0% chance you are like, they're like, we're not, we can't tell you to do it. If you're gonna like, just know that like, we don't approve and we're the fucking park rangers. And I was like, cool. So literally my two most exciting, like things I want to see, I didn't get to. And normal Anna, like prior to that day would have literally shat her pants with anger yeah. and yeah. been like, no, I was so fucking excited for these two, like miraculous natural wonders. And yeah. instead I was like, I was like, how do I make the most? out of not totally. being able to do either of these things. And I ended up being able to do like, you know, alternate plans, obviously not as exciting, but I think I was most proud of myself for actually being able to like, cha like change that expectation and be okay with it. Um, and one of the things that helped was definitely like to let myself be mad for like 10 minutes. Like, absolutely. Fuck. Yes. Like that absolutely. was going to be exciting. Like I'm, I'm glad that I was excited to do something and that's cool. And now I don't get to, and I'm bummed, but like, after simmering in that for a little bit, like actually allowing myself to make, make a good day out of it anyway. What did you learn most about the country, the United States of America? Okay. Like as a country as a whole or the people in it? I think the country is the people that live in it, but also okay. the country is the country itself. I think it's both. What did you learn okay. most about the country? Okay. I guess two part answer. Part one, which is the people in it. And I guess this ultimately applies to the, I think people outside of the United States as well, but in the United States as it's particularly interesting because we see this country because it is as such a divided and diverse place. Um, everyone just wants to be heard. Yeah. That's it. Like regardless of your upbringing, your sexual orientation, who the fuck you voted for, everyone just wants to be provided the space with which they can be heard in. And all it takes is like smiling at someone and asking them a question. Like the barriers that that breaks down is like shocked me every time, especially when I was encountering people, maybe that was really different from. Um, but that experience was the same, regardless of where I went, maybe it was, right. you know, those interactions happen a little bit differently, right? Because like de very evident, the different like cultures and norms per state, which is crazy. Sure. Um, but ultimately as, because we're all humans and the human experience is just the fucking same. We all just want to be heard. And that makes us happy to be heard because we feel seen. We feel like, like our existence is real when we're heard by others. Um, and then as a country as a whole, it isn't, it's just like insanely vast. Like I can drive 30, like I can be in a metropolitan area. I can be in Santa Fe, New Mexico, yeah. drive not even 30 miles South, North, whatever of it and have a completely different experience, lifestyle. Like it's, there's so much, I feel like I probably discovered what maybe a grand total of 7% of America sure. on this trip. Yeah. And that already was so like felt overwhelmingly vast, not in a negative way. It was just like, I discovered so much, learned so many, um, things about like the country. So yeah, it's vast. And yet we're all the same. You know what I mean? It's, it's an interesting yeah. thing. I think the thing that I learned 
the most on my excursion was something that I knew intellectually already, but it didn't fully form for me until uh-huh, doing uh-huh. this trip. And that is that this country is kind of founded on like opposites. It's kind of founded on like, wow, what a beautiful space this is and what terrible things have happened here. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's one thing 100%. to like know about the Holocaust and then it's another thing to go to the concentration camps. I've never yeah. actually been. That is on my bucket list to do one day is to go mm-hmm. to Europe and see those and A, understand a little bit more of my, you know, Jewish heritage and B, just actually be there and to know and see what that is. But mm-hmm. it's the same thing. I've, you can under you can know that maybe someone in Texas is very different from you. But until you go there or anywhere, right? It's you don't really know, and you know, it's that other thing of if you've got money, this is a great place to live, and if you don't, God help you, genuinely. This it, there is yeah. not a lot of support if you are already starting at a lower station uh, in life, mm-hmm. and I really saw that firsthand, like in some of these places, that just the quality of life feels worse. Just straight up, the quality of life just feels worse in some of these places. It was mind-blowing to see it in person and be like, damn. Yeah. Damn, bitch, you live like this. (laughs) Like, you know, like, no, you know, facetious or not, but just like, damn. It's crazy that this is some people's reality, you know, and it makes you feel grateful for the things that you do have. And, you you know, that you're like, damn, I actually have, I was born in a place that doesn't suck shit. You know, I I have friends who don't suck shit. I have parents who don't suck shit ultimately you know they still fucking bother me of course because they're my parents but you know like they don't suck shit like it you know it's made me feel grateful to be like damn i was actually i have a lot to look i have a lot to be thankful for in my life because i know there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people who live in this country who don't have as much to be thankful for and that's not a brag that's just what i saw it's just oh you're you're so right and like that reminds me of i i I did like personal vlog diary entries whatever nice Uh, um that I didn't post anywhere, but like, I just kept for myself, just like to see in the future, like what I reflected upon. And that, what you just said reminded me of one that I did when I was driving, I think through New Mexico, actually, um, you know, some parts of New Mexico, metropolitan, like Santa Fe. And then the, like some of the rest is like miles and miles of like nothingness. Yeah. And as I was driving through it, I was like fit, like physically with my eyes, seeing the impacts of COVID on like these bigger cities and these smaller cities. So, in the bigger cities, you're like, yeah, smaller businesses have closed. But like, the city is still there. People are moving around. Like, people are finding their way. In these tiny towns with, like, 400 people that live in them that you drive through sometimes that, like, are there because there's a drive through gas station, ransacked. Yeah. Like, literally. Decimated. St- like, ev- right. Like, in a big city, you see, you know, of 70 stores, maybe 10 of them have closed, and that sucks. In these tiny cities, like... 80% of the stores that were there have closed you, literal desert. Like, yeah. And that was just really, I don't know. I don't know if upsetting is the right word, but I guess Profound. like somewhat like, right. Just really like difficult to see the differences and impact. And again, like you mentioned, right? Like the gratitude that it brings you. I'm literally this 23 year old son of a bitch paying my way through this fucking fantastic road trip with my corporate job that I can do at the top of a fucking mountain, which I did like twice. Nice. Meanwhile, 
and you know, it's not to say that like one should feel bad about like, I do not control which womb I came out of. You know what I mean? Like absolutely, the universe did that. And I, 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 I'm not here to like feel badly about that, but I think it is important to like be aware as you mentioned. And I, I agree with you. I gained that awareness a lot more by seeing it. Yeah, it's impossible, I feel like, not to, you know, you. I mean, I guess there's people out there who could have gone through the same experiences that we had, and they're like, wow, fucking sucks for them, and then gone back, you know, to their, to their, right. their fucking TikTok house or wherever they live, you know. Oh my and, god, the content and, houses, bro, those are fucking wild. Yeah, we're, well, you and I are moving into one, so maybe we shouldn't be talking so much smack. Uh, oh, oh, is it the, the Jewish content house in L.A.? Yeah, the Jewish content house, the synagogue, and they were calling it the synagogue. It's kind of funny to call oh, it the synagogue. I was going to say something really morbid, and I'm not going to say it, but you you know where I was going with that. I kind of do. Uh, let's talk about the trips. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the trips themselves. We've been bullshitting too much. I've been bullshitting too much. Sorry. Nope. I'm sorry. Nope. I'm actually sorry. Nope. I'm actually sorry. Uh, one thing before we actually get into the trips themselves, actually, that I want to echo that you said, which is something I've had to re-remind myself of lately but also during the trip is that we as people are very powerful but we are not invincible either we need rest we need to put you know good food in our bodies we need you know to get out and walk around we need all those things and I just remember being at the start of the trip being literally the most excited I think maybe I've ever been for anything and then I think two weeks in I was like I need a day to just fucking recuperate (laughs) I just Mm -hmm. I just need I can't keep up at this pace I think I was in Kansas City at that point and mm. i was just like fuck and i wasn't even like a crazy amount of driving to do the next day it's probably four to four and a half hours of driving which is fucking nothing all things considered you know right but like i was just like oh god like please just let me rest and it's real right. it's not right. this like made up thing that you know some boomer or gen x or thinks is like being a pussy you know <laughs> like it's like it's real at the end of the day your body literally tells you and yes. it's that's when you're alone and I'm sure you experience that. I know this is not like a question that you're asking, but like <laughs> things are so clear when you have to spend, cause you're your only backup plan. The only person you can rely on in the good or worst of situations is yourself. Totally. The signals your body send you are so crystal clear. Like dude, sleep, dude, eat this. Yo, shit your pants right now. Like, <laughs> yes. undeni- like undeniable signs that you absolutely cannot ignore. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm glad that we see eye to eye on that. We do. We 100% do. I just remember leaving Kansas City. Like it was my last day in Kansas City. I think I had done everything that I was going to do. And I was back in my, you know, hotel room or my motel room or whatever. And I was just like, I think it's got to be a, I think it's got to be a day of rest wherever we're going next. I think it's just got to, it's just got to be at least a day to catch up because it fucking mm-hmm. catches up on you. We're what, you know, in our early to mid 20s. But I still fucking was like, God damn, I need just a day. Just give me one day to rest and then I'll feel recharged. And I've really yeah. had to relearn that re- recently mm-hmm. after moving again uh, for the third time in like a year and some change. So I feel you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's actually let's actually talk about the trips now, Anna. Yeah. Shall we? Wish we shall. Anna, what is a place that no you we. went? A Noe, haha, Noe's here. Noe's and Noe and Ani are here to do a podcast. <laughs> My best friend Ani. from third grade calls me Ani. That's so funny. Ani, well, now your best friend from being 23 and 24 is calling you this. Uh, calling Perfect. You um, Ani, what is a place that you went that pleasantly surprised you? 
a place that maybe you didn't have high expectations for, or maybe you had certain expectations for and was better than you could have imagined. I will say that about all of the places I went to in New Mexico. Wow. Let's go. Yes. What was going on there? Um, first of all, didn't know shit about New Mexico. Truly. Yes. Um, didn't Truly. know much about it. Um, I, I did do my research, obviously, but like right before I was heading into New Mexico to kind of highlight the things that I knew I wanted to do. Um, so that I could do them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for clarifying <laughs> yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Listen, cool. I'm, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and it's just cra- like the difference between like reading those things and being like, I want to do it. So like actually like getting to see those things, I don't know what it was, but actually, no, I do know what it was and I'm going to share it with you now. Um, oh, okay. So pleasantly surprised by New Mexico. One of the things that I really enjoyed about the places that I went to, um, by the way, New Mexico, I went to, um, I went to Las Cruces, New Mexico. I went to Santa Fe, New Mexico, Albuquerque and Carlsbad. So four places total in New Mexico. And then obviously the driving in between. Sure. Um, all of the places that I went to in New Mexico had a really great proximity to nature. So like where you were at in those cities or small towns, either like literally next door or you could physically see it with your eyes is like an incredible mountain that you could hike or just generally the landscaping ar- around like the topography, like around the city was so, so natural and beautiful. And I really liked that. Um, I realized like how much I need to like consistently have access or like close access to nature to like maintain Absolutely. a general level of happiness. Totally. Um, so that's one thing I was pleasantly surprised about. And I didn't realize how like rampant it was across New Mexico. Um, now that isn't to take away from the fact that some long stretches of drives in New Mexico were actually some of my least favorite. They were just Let's very go. boring. Yeah. Like, like hard. No, wouldn't do some of those drives again. Yes. Um, if, like if I, unless like I had to, then yeah, obviously I would. But, um, so that's one thing that surprised me about New Mexico. And then in, the other thing, you know, aside from the fact that the nature was just stunning, like the pictures I have from New Mexico just like make me so happy every time I look at them because like just how I felt like going on these hikes and seeing these like natural wonders, a lot of which have, um, a lot of historical context as far as like the founding of New Mexico and the cultures that were once and still are present there. Like that was also really impressive. Um, and because of that, the culture of New Mexico really pleasantly surprised me. Um, I had just been prior in Arizona and in Arizona, there's a lot of native American, uh, Mexican and American culture all present in Arizona. And it feels like they coexist happily. Although, but they do stay separate, right? It's like, here's Native American culture. Here's Mexican culture. Here's American culture. We love each other. We appreciate each other. We're very distinct. New Mexico felt like all three of those cultures had a child and created New Mexico. Damn. And like, unlike in the Midwest or in the South, where it feels like kindness is an etiquette, not, and not that that's a bad thing. Like ultimately I don't give a fuck if it's an etiquette, as long as you're kind, I think that's great. Sure. But like kindness in New Mexico from people did not feel like I am being nice to you because my culture says that we are kind people. It just, it felt innate. It was so interesting. Like, and you could really see like, not only in the architecture, but also in like the day-to-day culture, like the influence of the three of those cultures coming together and rather than just coexisting, also finding places for them to blend, whether it be in the food or in the, again, the architecture, um, and I just, 
I loved it. It Amazing. was like people in New Mexico. It was, yeah. That, yeah. So New Mexico, all in all, 12 out of 10 would recommend, would go back in a heartbeat. Um, I really, really loved it. Uh, quickly, three places that pleasantly surprised me. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Have you ever been? Wow. No, I didn't get to do Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and honestly, Wisconsin as a whole, I loved it. Loved the people. Loved the culture. Everyone felt so. I think the kindness thing, everyone felt like they were your buddy. Everyone felt down to like help you out. A lot of just kindness there. A lot of just nice people. A lot of beautiful, actually, like you're literally right on Lake Michigan in Milwaukee. Like you can walk along the Mm -hmm. lakeshore. Beautiful. Just loved it. Parts of the Midwest I found to be boring and parts of the Midwest I found to be boring, plainly beautiful. That's how I'll make the description because the Midwest as a whole, a little more on the plain side and that's okay. And there's a beauty to it. There's actually a Mm -hmm. beauty to it that is unlike any other place in the United States. So Mm -hmm. I really appreciated that. But Milwaukee, extremely underrated place. Another quasi similar situation, Omaha, Nebraska. Have you ever been to Omaha, Nebraska? No, no, I didn't. Another place that is plainly beautiful and just the people are nice. There's cool stuff to do. Everyone seems like they're just on this real nice tip there. It just feels like real, just like a really, like a, like a good place to be. Like you feel safe. You feel like, damn, like yeah. this is a cool, like this feels like a cool place to like grow up. This feels like a place that I can have a family, like just real, like uh-huh. nice, like a hug almost like a, like a just n- nice little hug. It's cute. <laughs> That's it's really great. cute. And then, of course, Asheville, North Carolina. Yes. Yes, yes I bro. Do lo- I describe to others like who aren't in North Carolina as like Asheville is, is the Portland yes. of North Carolina. It's very liberal, artsy, hippy dippy, mountainous. Um, sorry, but you, you tell me why you liked it. Well, it literally did remind people had said like, oh, that's the Portland. Uh, maybe it was even you because you and I actually when I got to Lincoln, yeah. Nebraska, I called you from the parking lot of a Culver's and I was like, let's talk about this trip. Let, what do you got for me? Here's what I'm doing. You know, we were kind of, you know, swapping stories, swapping spits. I was in so a Target. Speak. I was in a Target when you called me. I distinctly remember it. Hell yeah. Um, but Asheville literally felt like my hometown of Beaverton with the downtown of a Portland because the downtown of a Beaverton is fucking nothing. It's just like one street and like some old Mm -hmm. ass building from like the twenties, the downtown of Portland in a Beaverton. I was like, this literally legitimately feels like where I grew up and honestly a cooler version (laughs) of where I grew up. Like all things considered North Carolina. And I'm not just saying this. I'm not just buttering you up here. A place that I would legitimately consider like relocating to at one point in my life, like loved it. You know, what's crazy, like because of, you know, COVID and a lot of people, especially in the Northeast, even Texas and California, like seeking more financially sound options. I think like the statistic right now is like, like 90 people per day move to Raleigh, North Carolina, like this area, like some, some, I don't think it's 90, it's like hundreds, like so many, it's a wonderful place to live. Like I remember when I was moving here, people were like, oh, we've got beaches and mountains, like you can have it all. And it was funny because at the time I was moving from Orange County and they're like yeah we've got the beach it's so close and I was like really where <laughs> yeah. they're like two two hours away I was like I'm literally 20 minutes from the beach from my college campus you know what I mean so yeah um but still like I I see it, and that's why I said it, it grows on you right like a like a nice flower um yes. there's a lot there's a lot to be offered in in North Carolina it's a beautiful place got a lot of character um in all the different you know parts of the state um and yeah 
I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you'd, uh, you'd visit. I've I really living did. here so far. I will would love. I mean, honestly, Raleigh and then Wilmington are like my next stops mm-hmm. in North Carolina because I did Charlotte, I did Asheville. Now I got to see what's going on in Raleigh, Raleigh, Durham. Got to go see. Mm-hmm. Got to hang out with you. We'll have a day. We'll have fun. You'll show I'll me. You'll show me. Hey, the beaches, <laughs> the mountains. Let's go to all the beaches, it's, it's the fucking, mountains. Yeah. Yeah. You'll show me what's good, and then Wilmington. I got to go see what's going on over there because that place actually mm-hmm. seems a little fucking crazy, to be honest with you. Uh, that feels. It, I've heard that that place is actually kind of crazy, kind of nuts. Um, okay. What is a place that you went that wasn't all it was cracked up to be? What's a place you went and thought, oh, I'm going to have a good time here, and you were like, actually, not my speed, not my tempo, as they say. Totally. So, very unpopular opinion I'm about to give. And I'm not saying I did not enjoy this place. I did. It just wasn't what I expected. And, in fact, I like I wouldn't visit regularly if i had the choice and that was nashville tennessee that is, which is a stinky huge take, that I is stinky like. anna that place is fucking I awesome i loved nashville I, so there don't get me wrong like i actually i ended up staying in nashville i was supposed to only stay two weeks or maybe one week i ended up staying like a whole week longer than i was supposed to because i had made four friends there that i really really enjoyed like oh wow like just four yeah literally four awesome people and i was like i'm not ready to like not spend time with these people anymore so i stayed next week for them um and i had other experiences in nashville like i really loved um including like my favorite thing i did in nashville hands down was the um uh national museum of african-american music yes like not only like first of all i love music so it was a like fantastic experience but like also one of the most the best curated museums I've ever been to. Like it is very Absolutely. new. It literally opened in 2021. Opened, yeah, January of 2021 is when they opened. Right. I also went there. That place is unbelievable. Yes. Exactly. So it was it was brand new so the technology was like so well purposed to like make it this like beautiful interactive experience. Fucking loved it. But as far as the rest of Nashville, Tennessee, what I the part that I didn't like about it and maybe I was there during an interesting time, you know, cuz nothing's per- sure. no nothing's normal right now. But like Nashville, Tennessee has the soul, right? Of like what the town originally is, like its roots. And it felt like, on backtrack, and those roots, right? Like they have a purpose. Like it's got like its character. Like this is this town. It's Nashville. The locals are here living their best lives. It felt like it was being used for an alternate purpose that it wasn't built for. And for me, it was like what people call Nash Vegas. It's like these, the tourists, like bachelorette parties or other parties, like people that come to celebrate in downtown Nashville, like I literally learned from my local friends that I made, locals do not spend time in their own downtown, like Broadway Street, because it is overridden by tourists that are there trying to have like a Nash Vegas experience, like pretend like it's the Vegas Strip, but like it's not. And that's what I didn't like is that like because there were so many of these like bachelorette parties and other like random ass parties, like literally overtaking downtown, it then bled into the restaurants like that were like you, sure. you couldn't you couldn't eat anywhere because like one covid and two already booked by all these like random ass parties and people in shirts and fake cowboy hats that like don't actually live and there. on and those that, shitty fucking like beer bicycle things where you're all pedaling yeah. those are so annoying and they were all right, over and, nashville and this thing, it, that's the thing is that it felt like even in areas where you're like oh i'm safe and there and there were some areas it still felt kind of unavoidable and i was just like no, like I didn't, 
I didn't come here for that. And so, and that's why to me, it was like, not what I was expecting. Uh, <laughs> did you ever make your way to Montgomery, Alabama at all? I, I didn't go to Alabama at all. No. Good, good call. <laughs> Montgomery is kind of bad. Ultimately, all things yeah. considered, no offense to my Alabama crowd. Montgomery kind of sucks. Just didn't really like it that much. I did get to go on Goose Island, I think is what it's called. Maybe I'm wrong oh. on the name, but maybe it wasn't called Goose Island. I think it was some island that was north of Montgomery, and mm-hmm. it's where they filmed the Spectre scenes for Big Fish. Oh. And they still have all the freestanding sets, and there's goats that just sort of roam the island, and they're all babies okay. and kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Montgomery, though, I was like, damn, this is like depressing to be here. And the reason I went there instead of Birmingham is because like, well, at least there's like a lot of like civil rights history in Montgomery, sure. you know, with Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King yeah. Jr., like all that shit. And I was there during 4th of July weekend, so a lot of that shit was like closed or whatever because it was 4th oh. of July weekend. So I didn't even really get to experience a lot of the historical stuff in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, this just sucks. <laughs> this is just like a shitty place to live, like all things considered. So right. sorry to my sorry to my fans from Montgomery, Alabama, but you're 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 having a rough one over there. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina, don't like that place. Just kind of feels. It feels like it's like a mean girl. <laughs> is what is what Charleston, South Interesting. Carolina is. It's just like, just like a like a bitchy like person is. That's what I think of that's South hilarious. Carolina being is just like someone wearing like a like a 10 inch heel or just like the shittiest polo shirt just like awful just like this it's it stanks there it's just like 10 inch heels is honestly like i can't imagine if you know anyone who wears 10 inch heels 100 she's a bitch like that's crazy yeah it is it was legitimately like just like a gross place i was like and it like isn't fun to go like you recommended this giant tree to me and i can't remember the name i didn't go you didn't go to the tree no, Dude. I told you I didn't have time to go, but I still recommended it just the, in case you were curious. That tree was the coolest thing I did there, and it's not even technically in Charleston. It's technically on it's John's not. Island, which is a whole yeah. separate thing. It's like a sadder version of Charleston, ultimately. It's just like a, like a droopier, more like rundown version of Charleston. But that tree was awesome. So the tree was cool, but fuck Charleston, South Carolina. And then Chicago, I liked. I had a great day and a half in Chicago mm-hmm. with my friend Mason. Shout out to Mason, the host of It's on the List with me. But my second half of my trip to Chicago, taking L's left and right. Just like, like not what? having good. Just missing buses, missing trains, mm-hmm. not getting places on time. Not liking the fact that you mostly had to take trains everywhere and like being on like public transit time. I like literally like mm-hmm. was doing a Wrigley Field tour, which was cool. And I was like, fuck, maybe I can make it to this museum before they stop letting people in. And I like missed this. I got on this train to take me to this bus. And I was walking up out of the underground tunnel. And I see the bus I need to get on driving away from me, like in the distance. Like Mm. I see it driving away and I'm like, fuck this. I guess I'm just going to walk. So I just walked Mm. all the way there. So tired. And I get in and I'm like, I want one ticket to this place. And she said, we stopped selling tickets at four. And it was like 4.08 p.m. or something like oh that. Oh, my God. And I literally, I didn't, I only use this like a couple of times because it is a little bit of like a, like a you get what you want type situation. I didn't want to overuse it. Mm-hmm. But I said, ma'am, I drove all the way from Portland, Oregon just to go here. And you're telling me you're not going to let me in. And she just looked at me dead face, dead ass. And just said, 
you can buy your ticket tomorrow morning if you really must. And I said, well, I'm not going to be here tomorrow morning. I'm leaving yeah. tonight. And she was just like, I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, that's the Chicago hospitality that I know and love. Let's go, you fucking bitch. So that was Yikes. a really, really bad situation uh, that mm-hmm. I did not have a good time in. And I almost cried because I was just like, felt like I was taking L's left and right that day. I was just like, damn. Like, it was just like brutal. So Chicago, kind of cool. Speaking of tears, I definitely had, this was like, uh, I told you that I was sad for like maybe a week or like a couple of days on this trip, unrelated to the trip itself. Right. But this was also like, I had just recently learned in therapy because I started that, which is cool. Shout that like. Yeah, shout out out here doing the most. Um, it's like let yourself feel an emotion because I'm typically like in the past I've been someone who's like, oh, I have a negative emotion. Nope, like I'm positive, and so I don't feel feel that. And it turns out that's really unhealthy, and then you don't process yeah. emotions, and that's not good. So <laughs> I this was like after I had had a like bad day on a personal level with like a like a relationship by relationship, but I mean you know romantic, but like sure. with a human. Yeah. And then I went on this hike. This was in New Mexico. I went on this hike for sunset. I was like, this will make me feel better. And I'm going to get these beautiful sunset pictures. Um, and I had timed it just so that it was like a short enough hike that I could like do it there and back safely before the sun was completely gone. And like worst case scenario, I brought my headlamp if I did have to get stuck there um, right. later than I thought. Turns out like I'm not even halfway done with the hike. The sun is very much setting. And at, and at first I'm like, oh, I should probably hurry it up. But I'm like, you know what? I'll be fine. I have my headlamp. Whip out my headlamp, turn it on. It's dead. Um, it had like, I had, it had accidentally been turned on in my bag the whole time and it drained the battery. Oh, um, like I must've like pressed like with my phone or something on accident. Cause everything was pretty tightly packed in there. It is in New Mexico. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I like, thankfully I have phone service, which was like the one thing that like kept me going the whole time. I was like, worst case scenario. I can literally, like I can call 911, right. but I like, it's, pitch black there's no light pollution in new mexico i cannot see a thing i do not know what wildlife is out there that i which was probably for the best that like i needed to be like prepared for it's like yeah um and also like i have a bad hip notoriously so like going downhill on hikes is a lot harder because i'm a lot less stable it's a very rocky downhill so i'm literally like falling like all over the place it's dark i can't see shit i've had a really bad day i long story short i made it back and i and it was great um what made me feel better was one knowing i had cell service and two looking up at the stars i'm a big um astronomy gal that want to get that's good i'm glad it's the astronomy Um, and not the astrology yeah i I saw these i first of all i saw the milky way and i saw these stars that i love to look at and like two particular planets that i just i love it when they're up in the sky and it made me feel like safe because i'm like literally i'm lost in the middle of nowhere but those things i've seen before like those things are familiar and like and i know them and so that made me feel a lot, you know, better. And that's that also was the night that I was like, oh, I'm powerful, but not invincible. Anyway, I got back in my car. And the first song that comes on when I'm like driving back is Yellow by Coldplay. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm like, come on. And it had just like, I literally started to cry and I recorded it because I wanted to like remind myself how important it is to like, feel an emotion but i was feeling like you had right like when you're like about to cry and i was gonna not i was gonna, I'm like no then i was like no bitch like you gotta cry this one out like you yeah. do, like that was a lot if after you know a long couple of days and absolutely um and now i have just i have this video of myself crying and that i like i watch sometimes i'm just like yeah that's cool <laughs> <laughs> it is important to cry 
when you're yeah. younger, your parents don't want you to cry because they don't want to deal with it. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm speaking for myself on that one. But maybe it's just my, <laughs> my trauma. Maybe it's just, maybe no it's just my fucking family on that one. But it's important to cry, and I think I did shed a tear ultimately because I was just like, "Fuck, man, I feel like I'm just missing out on all the things that I came to Chicago to do, like that last right, day and right. a half." And that's that managing expectations, that whole just like you know, you're not going to get to do everything. You're just not. Right. There's just no way you can do everything in a, in a place. And I don't know if I made it clear, and I don't know if we clarified for ourselves, I was only spending like two to three days in all mm-hmm. these places. Right. And you were spending like what, five to seven days on average in these places, right? On average, yeah, like six to seven days. If not, there were a couple places I spent two full weeks. But that being said, I would work during the week. So my exploration window were typically like either really early in the morning or like on the week and and whatnot sure yeah that makes sense but it's just like you know even if you're in a place for a full week and you're you know working or whatever you're just not going to be able to see everything you want even if you're there for two full days just exploring that place you're not going to do it you're so just pick the things you want and just go do those things i think the best barbecue because i'm a huge barbecue guy myself best barbecue i had st louis missouri actually of all places really mine was austin texas terry black's barbecue Okay, fucking well. fantastic but i didn't go to missouri so i wouldn't get to compare well i'm gonna ha- like i said i didn't get to go to austin you know unfortunately either and so when i do end up doing the last three weeks of this trip ho ho uh i am gonna have to end up going to terry blacks to try if you ever in st louis i can't even remember the name of this place yeah because it was 102 degrees outside humidity approaching like 95 percent just like yeah. the worst heat i've ever felt in my entire life and I was like, but this place was highly, highly recommended. They're like, you have, you actually, you know what? I might be able to figure out what this place is. I'll do some looking here. But anyway, I ended up going to this place. Uh, Sugar Fire? No, it wasn't Sugar Fire. Bogart's. It was Bogart's Smokehouse. Bogart's mm-hmm. Smokehouse in St. Louis, in downtown St. Louis. And they have just like four tables on the inside of this building. And they're all full. And I'm like, how long for a table? And the woman's like, Hell, probably like 45 minutes to an hour. And I'm like, I don't have that long to fucking just wait around. I don't want to wait that long in a regular restaurant situation. 30 minutes or less. Get me in or get me out. That's what I'm saying. So I was just like, I get, and she was like, but y'all can sit outside if you want. And I was just 102 degrees with 95% humidity. Luckily, they had umbrellas on all the tables. And I literally Mm -hmm. just was like, fuck it fine i'll sit outside and i ordered a full rack of ribs and it's just 102 degrees outside and i'm eating these messy ass ribs and i'm like so hungry because i'm so dehydrated from the heat and i'm just like the biggest piece of shit in the world just eating these ribs sauce all over my face looking like to have this beard like i do now basically because i hadn't shaved and these couple came by and sat at the table and I just could feel them looking at me as I was eating these ribs. And I'm like, God damn, I am an animal to these people. I am a sideshow to these people. This is part of the trip for them is coming oh, here to see me eat this food. It was fucked up, but the best ribs I ever had in my life. Yeah. I was like, Nashville and Austin. Great food in yes. both places. Best like, uh, like crispy chicken sandwich I had was like some random it wasn't random. I guess they're famous. Um, it was a food truck in Austin. I, I'll have to find you the name later. But yeah, good stuff. Yeah, there's some great food in this country. Some really bad food, too, as well. That's what some, I'm saying. There's Some re- not good food. 
Did you have like a, a meal that really stood out was just like pure dog water, like anything that was just really, really bad that you can recollect? I'll tell you one of mine. I can tell you one of mine. Yeah. Salt Lake City as well. I had probably the best breakfast I had on the entire trip. The day, like my full day in Salt Lake. And then the day mm-hmm. that I left Salt Lake had one of the worst breakfasts I've ever had in my entire That's- life. It's insanely gross. Like literally like didn't even finish the omelet. And it wasn't even that big. I just literally right. the one was like, oh, do you want it boxed up? And I'm like, nope. You just take it. You just take that away from me, please. And never show it to me again. <laughs> so yeah. just nasty i don't know how they did it i i will say just like there's nothing like so bad that i'm like oh my god you never it's just like a lot of like disappointing food especially when like people rave about it and then you're like oh, sure. what the fuck are you like that happened actually in memphis to be honest with you like i was i was like yeah and like not yeah. impressive um some places in nashville as well just generally speaking and i'm totally a snob about this and like i have to admit it it is difficult to come from french cuisine and like be like thoroughly impressed by like southern cuisine like okay. barbecue if you barbecue can slap like you can get some dope ass barbecue but you could also get some some like this is literally just like you threw some crisco in with whatever else you decide to put exactly. in this pot called it a, and i'm like no this isn't food like this is just i don't know what this is it's ass it's pure ass let's just say it let's just call it what it is yeah it's pure ass uh yeah we're doing that right now um we are did you ever find yourself in like a truly dangerous situation a truly dangerous situation where you thought "Ooh, i might have to uh break out some of my karate moves here and like fight my way out or anything where you're like "Ooh, i don't know how this is gonna end this wasn't like unsafe it was just like uncomfortable which happened with men a lot i will say actually having a mask having to wear a mask throughout a lot of these states as a solo female was actually really helpful sure because like yes yes they could see my body and you know think what they wanted that at least they couldn't see my whole face and that felt like that was like that gave me some peace of mind but sure sure yes this one place i had stayed in an airbnb in uh santa fe for one night because i had to leave that motel because that had happened um and it's like this older british man maybe early 60s and he's got multiple rooms that he let multiple people can stay in so i was in one of the rooms and there were other couples in other rooms um the next morning i'm talking to the old british guy i'm talking to one of the couples that's staying in there we're all getting along just fine. And he ended up selling me, like, he makes these charcuterie boards, like, beautiful boards, handmade with wood oh, wow. from his backyard. Yeah, and he, I, he ended up selling one to me because I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll buy it. He had shown me a couple of other ones. He'd shown me that, that one of them, like, the design of it was inspired by a woman golfing. So if you can imagine, like, a woman's breast, like, pushed together because okay. she's holding it. Right, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to get that one, but I'll get a different one. And okay. when I Venmoed him, like, as a joke, I was like, next time... I'll get the like naked golfer. Thanks for the board. He responds back something along the lines of like one would make a comment about your appearance, but that Uh, could be considered sexual harassment. So I'll just leave it uh, at that. And I was like, that was a really weird comment to make, but whatever. Right after I read that, I go to this restaurant for lunch and I happen to run into the couple that was also in the like dining room with us that morning. And they were like, oh my God, let's stick together. Like, let's, let's, let's get lunch. And I was like, perfect. I started talking to them. I let them know like about the Venmo thing. I was like, oh yeah, I Venmoed him for that board that you guys saw me buy. And this is what he commented on the Venmo like expense. And they looked at each other and they looked back at me and they're like, okay, we didn't think we were going to see you again. So we weren't going to say anything, but we have to oh, tell you something. Oh no. 
And I was like, I was like, all right, fucking lay it on me. And basically, so to provide context, this couple was a gay couple. So not interested in women, which is what gay is. If you are male. Um, (laughs) and so (laughs) I guess one of them had gone back to the room to like continue packing. The other one stayed out in the living room where the Airbnb owner was. After I've left, the Airbnb owner says to one of the guys, isn't she just absolutely breathtaking? Just gorgeous. Wow. And the guy's like, yeah. And like great personality too. Um, and the guy's like, no, but I mean like, like her features, like her face, her body, just absolutely stunning. And the guy's like, Jesus. And the guy's like, uh huh, yeah, like just like nodding along, obviously disinterested, like trying to shut down the conversation. He's like, so he said that to me. Then he went into the room that you had stayed in, was there for some time, and then came out of the room with nothing, like not with, not with sheets that maybe he was cleaning because you were staying in there and preparing for the next guests and he's fully booked. So I know someone was staying in that room after me. He's like, nothing like just went into that room, stayed there for like 10 minutes and then came back out. Ah. And then they left. And I, and I was like, cool. Like that's (laughs) sweet. No, that is that is so evil. That is so disgusting and bad. I'm so sorry that that happened. You know, it's it's not my favorite, but I guess otherwise, honestly, either I'm like not remembering them, like those occasions, but I think I, I, I felt pretty safe for the most part throughout the trip, which is like pretty cool. I will tell you one more small story, and then I know that you and I both have hard outs because we have lives and we have other things that we have to do in our lives. Uh, even though we could keep doing this for literally two more hours. Um, right. When I was in Milwaukee, I was do I went around the entire perimeter of Lakeshore Park, which is like right on Lake Michigan. Beautiful mm-hmm. Wisconsin, best clouds in the game. I'll just say it right now. Oh, wow. That's I cool. Think. Clouds are amazing there. And so I'm making my way back to my car, which is parked right on the edge of like this, like the lighthouse is right here. And then the, there's the water and then there's where I parked. And I'm walking next to this black it's not a wire fence, but it's just like like this black fence. And I'm walking really close to it. And all of a sudden, I feel hot breath on the back of my neck Whoa. and a small like ah, sound. Like a like little like sound that was just like that. And I Weird. freak out. And I like swat the back of my neck and I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, what the fuck was that? That was so crazy. I'm so startled by this. And all I see is a little tiny bird back up on the fence, like re-perching itself. And I'm like, I think I just got attacked by a bird, but I like couldn't be for certain because I didn't really right. see what was happening. But I'm like, right. that makes the most sense with what's going on. And so I'm like, well, okay, that really just threw me for a loop. And I'm like trying to like recover yeah. from that. And I noticed that the bird was a black bird with a red spot on it. And I'm like, I wonder if that's like, noticeably like I wonder if that's like an aggressive bird or something and I just like noted that that was the bird then I leave Milwaukee and go to Chicago and one of the first things I did on my own was go to the aquarium in Chicago the shed aquarium Mm -hmm. and I'm walking up to the shed aquarium 
and there's literally a sign out in front of the Shedd Aquarium that says, please be mindful of red-spotted black birds. They have been known to be territorial and will attack you if you get too close to them. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? There literally no was way. a sign. Dude, this was, I'm not shitting you. This was crazy. I was like, that's literally the bird that attacked me. Maybe it was a red-spotted bluebird, but I'm pretty sure it was a red-spotted blackbird. I was just... yeah. Un, I was completely in shock. I had to take a photo of it, and I was like, "This is the bird." I sent a picture to my parents. That's- this is the bird that attacked me in <laughs> Milwaukee. This is the fucking perp. So that was one of the craziest things that happened to me on the trip. But you and I, we maybe we'll do a part two of this one day. Maybe we'll do a part two when I actually finish what I set out to do, which was going to be my last little question yeah. for you, which is, "What is your next trip?" Mine is finishing what I started, I'm going to do the Southwest, mm-hmm. basically. Basically, this yeah. coming spring, I think is when I'm going to end up doing it. You know, everything oh, yeah. else permitting in my life. That's what I would like to do. The Southwest, yeah. basically. I'll do Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Texas, Oklahoma. Maybe that's it, honestly. There's enough There's enough, There's enough. enough to see right there. And New- oh, Nevada. Sure. Nevada as well. I'll do Nevada as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but that's my next trip. What's your next trip? My next trip is in a couple of weeks. Um, I'll be flying to London for Thanksgiving week, spending some time with our fellow college friends, Arthur and Rona, oh. both in London. Yeah. Um, so I'll be spending three weeks with them in London. Also, I actually I just got a new job that I accepted yesterday. Oh, um, congratulations. Yes, thank you. And the team is based in London, so I'll actually be onboarding with them as well at that time. And then um, I have not seen my family in two years because covid um, right. our, our, our flights to France for the holidays were canceled last year um, because there was another spike. So now we, I have my tickets. Like, unless they get canceled, I'm going. And so I'll be with my family in France um, as well. So are you moving trip. to London permanently or are you going to stay in North Carolina? As of right now, I'm staying in North Carolina. Um, they wanted, a, they, they didn't have anyone in America on the team. And so this was like, they were excited about that to have, because so much of the, um, people that use their product are based in America, but they don't have anyone based there to do research. So I'll be staying here, but I do get to onboard with the team in um, London, which is pretty cool. Hell yeah, Um, dude. Yeah. So that's my next trip. Amazing. Congratulations. Sounds like it's going to be an amazing trip. And I want to thank you again for sitting down and talking with me for so long, way too long about this. We're going to have to do a part two of this so that we can actually have some overlap in some of these places because you went much further into the Southwest than I did this first time around. But Anna Vincenti, thank you for being here. This is the the reason you came on the show. This next part, you get to plug anything you want to plug. So the floor is yours. Plug away. Oh my God. Thank you. Noah Marger. Thank you for having me on the call. I'm honored. It was so much fun. Um, I'm glad I got to hear more about your trip, particularly. I'm glad that we got to commiserate about the amount of times we had to like shit ourselves or almost shit ourselves. (laughs) Um, my number one plug wet wipes fucking invest. Um, (laughs) get it on the ground floor of wet wipes right now. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, um, yeah, you can catch me performing in North Carolina. I'll also actually be performing in London. If any of your constituents, um, listen, um, out of London, I'll be there for the month of, uh, most of the month of December performing at local open mics. They're hopefully getting on some shows too, but, um, we'll see, I guess how, how well I do at open mics uh, before I get on some shows. Um, and, uh, Use WebEx instead of Zoom. I have to say that because I work for Cisco uh, okay. WebEx or WebEx right. by Cisco. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Is that it? Yeah. That's, that's it. it. Those are my plugs. And follow me on Instagram. Please don't, actually. I would rather not. Um, that's it. Don't follow on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. 
we're using Zoom to record this. That's why she said that. Uh, you, can, <laughs> you can follow this show on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at MyFavePod on Twitter at MyFavorite underscore podcast on Instagram. We show we do show updates at all those places and even some little funnies sometimes. So it's worth a follow if you're interested in what's coming up on the show. You can also listen to my other podcast. It's on the list with Noah and Mason. Ha ha. We talk about underrated albums and movies. Ha ha. I'm leaving that show in early 2022. Ha ha. So we're actually doing the farewell tour kind of right now. We've started that this last week. We had Carter Moon on. Ha ha. And this coming week we have returning guest and champion Sonny Dion Jr. coming back to talk about Kaput by Destroyer and Basic Instinct directed by Paul Verhoeven. Ha ha. (laughs) If that's funny to you, uh, it's funny to me. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Noah Marger on Twitter and at Noah.Marger on Instagram. And like I said last week, shout out to the Everything Now crew. Uh, I'm going to throw the GoFundMe link for Chris and Jake to get their losses recouped. If you haven't heard, their house burned down. So that's just insane. Uh, So they've been displaced, uh, not completely outside of their control. So throw them a couple bucks if you can. If you're unable to donate, consider sharing it, spreading the word. But that link will be in the description as well. Anna Vincenti. No, Marjorie. Will you help me say goodbye to the folks at home? I will help you say goodbye to the folks at home. Okay. Bye, folks. Goodbye, folks at home. Goodbye, folks at home. Great. Thanks.